This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. Now, the idea of starting a business can be really daunting and you may not know where to start. So joining me on the line today is Sarah Stow, host of the Launch Your Biz Now podcast to help you kickstart your entrepreneur journey if you haven't already. Oh, Christine, thank you so much for having me. It is so nice to jump across to your show and say hello to all of your listeners. Um, So what do I do? I host a podcast, Launch Your Biz Now, and I also run a business, Business Brains, um, where I help teach people how to set up a business using my signature 10-week course, which is called Launch Your Biz Now as well. Um, And in that course, we walk through from testing the idea to launching the business and every single bit in between. And it's a whole lot of fun. And I guess the thing that makes it a bit different is uh, I'm all about doing business with purpose, which I'm sure we will touch on in this episode or this show as well. So that will be fun. Absolutely. Well, the first thing I want to start with is actually, ironically, not starting the business, but why people don't. Uh, I think that it can be really intimidating to look at the idea of becoming an entrepreneur in the first place. So uh, tell me a little bit about why you think, you know, not everybody necessarily feels like they are ready to start a business of their own. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's so many different reasons that people might tell you, but I think it all sort of boils down to a few things that I hear from people. And, you know, everybody has their reasons that they want to do different things. But from my experience, the main reasons people don't start a business when they're wanting to, because of course, not everyone's going to be a business owner. You know, there's a certain sort of crazy that you are when you want to go out to this entrepreneur world. Um, But if you fit that crazy, then a lot of the times the things that I see that stops people people from taking that next step is, you know, they don't think they have the time, they don't think they have the money, or the main thing is they don't know where to start or what to do. So, you know, when you don't know where to start or what to do, that's when that mindset block comes in and, you know, you start doubting yourself, you start doubting what you know, um, how are you going to do it? What are people going to think about this? What if I fail? Like, you know, all of those thoughts start coming into your head and, then it's really hard to overcome that. Like, you know, it's when you're doing something new and it doesn't matter whether it's starting a business or anything that you're doing in life, doing something new is hard. So you've just got to try and overcome that. And of course, you know, these things are hard, but if you understand what to do and the steps to do and you have support and you have somebody to lean on for resources or people to lean on for resources, starting a business can be a really fun journey. And that's what I hope that people take out of this. Yes, I hope so too. So maybe let's start with that first point, which is that feeling of not having enough time to start a business. I feel like, especially over the pandemic as well, it feels both like we have too much time and not enough time to do just about anything. So talk to me about the problem of time when it comes to starting a business. Yes. And I think we're all still getting over our pandemic hangover as well. So, you know, time is a big one and I get it. Like I've got um, two young kids. Um, Life is really, really crazy. And I chose to start setting up this business when my uh, new baby was a couple of weeks old. 
So um, that was fun. So time was really stressful. And this is, I guess, where this business with purpose really came into play for me because um, pre having kids in a different life stage for me, I have always been an entrepreneur. I've had 10 different businesses over my time, but I was in one of my businesses, which is a financial planning business. And I was all about the hustle mentality. You know, you work from sunset to sundown and you just work and you work hard. And that's what you sort of like, you know, pride yourself on. Like, you know, that that's what it's about. Like I'm a business owner. I work hard. I, you know, I do all of this stuff and then, you know, bring it back another four or five years since then. And um, so I ended up selling that business when I got pregnant and had my baby, because in my head, I just couldn't understand how this hustle mentality where I always had to work could possibly fit into this new me, which was me as a mum. So I thought, yep, great, got to sell. So I sold that business. That's done. Um, And then, of course, now I'm sort of coming up from air on the other side of the baby journey. I'm going, actually, I like, you know, I need this in my life. I need something for me. I can't just keep putting myself back. So I wanted to set up another business. And because I have set up all these businesses, I realized there was a clear framework that I was following when I was setting them up. And when I was doing that, I was like, oh, if I need to do this for me, there's probably a lot of other people out there that need this help as well. So that's when I started up Business Brains where I help people set up their business. And of course, getting to the point now, um, time was a big thing. I didn't have much of it. I was still like, until recently, I was still getting up at least four times a night during the night. So, you know, it was, it was a crazy time as newborn life is. And so I might've had like maybe an hour, maybe a couple of hours a day that I could put towards setting up this new business. So what that made me do is really consider in all of my experience, what is the things that I actually have to do to start a business? And what is the things that I need to do that's going to make a business successful? You know, there's so much stuff that we're doing, which is just fluff and filling in the gaps. When when you come down to it and you just have a really clear strategy and really think this out, you can actually get a business off the ground for, I think from working with my students, it's about an hour a week for 10 weeks. So 70 hours all up and you can have a really well put together business with systems and process in place. So when you're looking at that numbering, you're going, all right, well, an hour a week, do I have an hour free? Like, you know, even for me as a busy mum and whatever situation anybody else is in, or if somebody's sitting there going, I'm working full time already, but yes, I want to set up my business. I don't know how, whether I have time. If you can find an hour a day, you've got time and you can make this happen. So I think when you start understanding that and having a clear strategy that you're following and you know the steps that it takes to start up a business, you're not spending that time just, you know, throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping it sticks. You know what to do and it takes that time piece away and it makes it more achievable. That's really interesting. To me, it's very much so the way that uh, chefs have, uh, I think it's called mise en place, where they take all, they make sure that every single ingredient that they need for the recipe that they're going to cook is all prepped and ready to go. Then they start cooking. And that's why recipe time is always like 30 minutes. It's like not, but it's the <laughs> prep, but it's the prep time and knowing what goes into the process that helps you to cut down on the actual time spent doing the thing. 
Absolutely. And that is such a good analogy. I have no idea where you pulled that from, but I love it. I love food and I watch too many uh, cooking shows, even though I don't really do a lot of cooking myself. <laughs> so but it's the recipes to success. That's yes. what we're talking about. Here. Yeah, 100%. So I think that's really fascinating. And so, you know, from there, right, okay, if having time to start a business means, you know, being able to know all of the fundamentals that you need first, how do you figure that out? Because that's another obstacle that you mentioned, right? Mm, absolutely. So I take a, you know, a different sort of approach, as I mentioned. So for me, you know, I think people normally fall into the business. They have an idea of what they want to do with the business. They set it up and they let it just consume them. And then they're a year or two into the business or three or five or whatever time. And they look up and they're like, wow, how did I get here? This is not what I expected my business journey or my business life to look like. And it's then that they're sitting there trying to reassess things and trying to get that lifestyle balance and, you know, trying to save their relationships and all those things that happen when we are too much into things and you feel like you can't pull yourself out because it's your baby and you've invested so much time and money and whatever else into this business. So what do you do? So I turn it on its head. So when I am setting up the business and um, I have a free toolkit that I offer that we might be able to share as well for people to do where they can walk through all of this, but it's going, all right, we have to be really, really intentional with this business. What is it that you want to get out of this business? So the way that I do that is first of all, I get people to start considering the outcome they deliver to people. So what I mean by this is a lot of the time when we are talking about our businesses and somebody asks what we do or something like that, we might say, I'm a radio presenter, I'm a gardener, I'm a financial planner, I'm a business coach, I'm whatever it is, you're saying what it is. But the reason people work with you is for the outcome. So if we can look at that outcome and what they get from you, um, so, you know, for a financial planner, they get you know, certainty that their life in the future is going to be financially stable and looked after and they're going to be able to do those things they want to do. They want to be able to retire and travel and all those sorts of things. That's the outcome they're looking for from going to a financial planner or a gardener. They want a space that they can enjoy outside with their friends and family and be really proud of and look around and go, oh my God, like I love being out here. It makes me feel good. It looks good. I'm proud of this. You know, this is somewhere that my everybody wants to come celebrate. That's why they want to garden up. They don't want their garden all done or, you know, th those sorts of things. So it's just thinking about that outcome, first of all, and then it's going, all right, well, how can I achieve that outcome for somebody? Because there's so many different ways that you can achieve that outcome and there's no wrong or right. We need to list those ways. So, you know, you might do it in one-on-one -on -one services. You might do it in a course. You might do it in group programs. You might do it in a book. You might do it in all of these different ways that we cover off in the toolkit. And then once you've sort of got your head around ways that that could look, then you've got to think about how that actually works in with you. So you go, Christine, like how many hours a week do I want to work? If I've got young kids or whatever it might be and I'm doing this more and setting it up as a lifestyle business, what does that look like? Do I want to work 25 hours a week? So, okay, now we know how many hours a week we want to work. Then we've got income. How much money do I need to make from this business? Like, and thinking about that intentionally, I think, you know, we think of money as an after effect of business. It should be one of those intentional things that we create our business 
with that in mind. So looking at that dollar figure and going, all right, well, what is the amount that I need to make sure my family's comfortable, I'm comfortable, and I'm getting what I need out of this business so it's going to be sustainable? And then once we have that, great, tick. Then we need to look at the flexibility that we need from this business. You know, are you wanting to go spend three months a year overseas traveling, half your luck? Um, You know, or is it as simple as you want to do the school drop-offs every day? Whatever that might be, that's a flexibility piece that we need to key in. So when we're building this business, we need to build it around it. Then, of course, um, what else would there be? Where where you want to work. So uh, do you want to go into an office? Like for me, I know I love working from home. I never want to go to an office again. Like post-COVID, not traveling, I am so keen for being in my yoga pants and then a business shirt on top and looking like I'm nailing this. Um, So for me, it's working from home. For some people, they want to go to the office because that's their escape from being at home and that's their socialization or whatever it is. Or you want to go to side and you want to work in a different place every day. Whatever that is, write that down. And then once you know all of those key things that are going to make you happy and are going to make you feel fulfilled with your business, then it's about going down that list of ways that you can deliver that outcome to somebody and seeing what's going to match up and seeing, you know, if I'm doing one-on-one services, but I want to take three months off a year and I'm only going to work 10 hours a week, that's not really going to work, is it? So maybe I need to look at offering my the outcome that I'm wanting to give people in a different format, which might be an online membership or a course or a group program that you do in person. It could be any of these sorts of things. So it's really considering the how you do your business. It doesn't need to be these traditional business structures anymore. So that's what that piece is about for me. Love that. I love the idea of shaping your business around you rather than trying to fit into what you think a business should be. That's fantastic. We're going to take a short break for some messages now, though. After that, I will continue my conversation with Sarah about how to get your business started ASAP here on Raise Your Game on BFM 89.9. Bloggers for Malaysia. BFM 89.9. Tune in to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong and on the line with me today is Sarah Stowe. She's the host of the Launch Your Biz Now podcast. She's also the brains behind Business Brains, which is a business about starting businesses. And so that's why we're talking about that today. We're talking about how to get your business started ASAP. And before the break, we broke down the three reasons why people don't start a business. And we talked about the issue of time when it comes to starting a business, as well as why when you are looking to start a business, you should shape it around what you want and not let the business consume you entirely. So moving on from that and having all of that in mind, another one of the issues that you mentioned before the break is money. Now, a lot of people, obviously, uh, they'll bootstrap, you know, they'll find all the stuff. But for me, what I want to talk about is more the commitment part of the money rather than the amounts needed. Because like different businesses mm-hmm. require different, you know, resources, capital, whatever. But mm-hmm. how do you navigate How much money do you invest into the business before you even begin? Yeah, okay. So this one is a big one and I know there's very polarizing opinions on this. You will hear from some people that you have to invest in your business. You know, that's part of having a business. You invest in the business. You do everything the best that you possibly can and that's what it is. And I am absolutely for that once you've proven concept. 
and once you are bringing in income to the business. So one of the big things that I, you know, help to people to do is testing their business idea. So I think you can set up a business with an absolute shoestring budget, like, you know, from the hairs of your teeth, like nothing, and see if it actually works. Because the thing is, we don't want you to invest twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars or whatever it is where you know you're getting the basics of the business set up before you even actually know whether somebody wants what you offer. Or not even just whether somebody wants it you offer. You don't know yet whether you actually like doing what it is that you're going to do in the business. So a lot of the time, you know, it's either we might start a business because we've seen a problem that we've solved for ourselves, and then go, oh, yeah, great, I'll go out and start a business and solve that for others. Awesome reason to start a business. But it might be the first time that you're actually doing that profession or that role. Um, and I could say this because I can relate to this. We bought a farm in our early midlife crisis at the start of covid um, and we thought we were going to be farmers and we decided to set up a pastured egg farm because I'd seen all of these beautiful chicken caravans on Facebook and Instagram and this idyllic farm life. And I thought that was wonderful. So we did that. Went all in, got this caravan, had 130 chooks running around the yard and thought that was a great idea until I actually had to do the doing of the business. And I'm out there and like, you know, in my gum boots, in the hot, like and cold. And it was just... It was like, you know, hats off to farmers because you are amazing because that was hard work. So I just trotted back off to my office and we passed through that business and sold that off. So that's done. Um, But yeah, it just made me realize that, you know, just because there's a need for this doesn't mean that you are going to be the person that actually wants to do that. So that's out there. Um, and then of course, where was I going with that? I got myself sidetracked with my, I think, I think basically, story. I mean, first of all, hilarious, but secondly, I think the idea is essentially, you know, you would never invest so heavily into oh. something else. Like you would never, you know, jumping into a new hobby, for example, even yes. right. Like you would not go and get, you know, the most expensive guitar on the market and then be like, I have no idea how to play or, you know, exactly. my fingers hurt and I don't want to do this anymore. And then it's just a waste of time and money. And, you know, so I think that's the idea exactly. that you're going for. Where yeah, it's like, no, all right, we've got the, we've got like, the point back. Yeah, so, like, like make yeah, sure that you there, that it works and you like one, it. <laughs> get rid of the chooks from my mind. Um, so, yeah, once we've gone out and we've tested that concept, so, you know, I'm about bootstrapping. Like, you know, these days with technology, we can make our own logos. We can come up with our own branding boards. We can create our own websites. Like, this is so cool. Even back, what, eight years ago when I set up my financial planning business, we still needed web developers. And I'm sorry if you're a web developer and listening to this. Yes, there's absolutely a place for you. Just maybe not in that really early startup stage um, because, you know, you could invest $10,000 in these guys. And the thing is, the more money you invest at the start of your business journey, the longer it takes before you are actually making money from your business. So this is all good and well to go, yeah, yeah, I'll invest all that money. But you've got to pay back. Like, mm. you know, that's got to go back somewhere. And then you can finally start making profit from your business. So the more that you take to set up, the longer before you make a profit. And for me, I like to have businesses making profits as soon as possible. I know there's these, you know, random businesses like Facebook that people talk about, these unicorn businesses where they didn't make money for a really long time and then bang, obviously now we all know what Facebook is. And yeah, that's great. But that's a unicorn business. For everyday people like you and me and, you know, most of the world out there, we need to make money because we need to survive. So we need to do things a little bit differently. Um, And it's not to say that your business isn't going to end up like Facebook, 
but let's run it profitably until you have that big bump, guys. So yeah, that that's the way that I'd sort of look at things there. I find that so funny because, you know, we talk about business so much uh, on, on the show and this idea of you know, the typical stereotype of an entrepreneur is like, oh, they're really risk taking and they're just going to jump in and they're going to invest all this money and, and have a big dream. And it's like, no, 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 no. You really do actually have to be realistic first and just yeah. work on like, do you like it? Does it actually work as a business? Will it turn a profit as soon as possible so you can reinvest that into the whole thing? Also, you can you need to make money. That's really the, the crux of it. That's right? why so, we're in business here. Like as much yeah. as, you know, whatever the re- reasons we might be freedom, flexibility, all that sort of stuff. But unless you're making money, you don't get any of those extra benefits. Yeah, it's so very Maslow's. reason. Whether we like it or not, whether you're a money person or not, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. You've got to do it. Yeah, that's that's what happens with capitalism. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> so now going, you know, from those fundamentals, like you have your fundamentals in place, you've carved out the time, you have the money. You mentioned before the break that the one of the biggest things for you is business with purpose. So tell me, you know, what is your definition of business with purpose and why is that important? Yeah, perfect. Okay, so my definition with business with purpose isn't as wonderful as some of those businesses that might be going out doing all these incredible like inflammatory things like charities, all that sort of stuff. Mine's more around business with purpose for me. So what we started touching on before about, you know, building the business around you, it's going, okay, well, with this business, I need every single piece of this business to work and have a reason that it's doing what it's doing. So this can start from, and it will actually, it does start from knowing your numbers. So there's 10 pillars of business or a successful business that I think, and one of the main pillars is understanding your numbers. So if you don't have a good solid understanding of, where your money's going, how it works, how, you know, spending money in this area affects this area and what sort of outcomes that delivers and how you can sort of manipulate them to achieve different outcomes, you're not going to have the power and then control to control this monster that is your business. It's going to be controlling you. So, you know, for me, business with purpose is understanding if I'm putting anything out into the world in marketing or whatever area it might be, but we'll use this as an example. If I'm putting something out into the world with marketing, I'm not just posting something out there for the hell of, you know, meeting my three posts a week quota. It's got a specific purpose. It's in a funnel. It goes through and it's leading through to something, especially if I'm then spending money on that to promote that marketing, whether that's Facebook ads or whatever that might be. That needs a specific return because I need to see that return in my business. So, you know, how, what, what am I doing in my marketing to get somebody through the door um, as a new lead? And then how am I nurturing them through that sales journey until they are ready to purchase? Mm. And then once they're purchasing, what does that look like? And what are all the key metrics that lie behind that whole system? And this is only one little bit of the system that we, you have in your business. What are the key metrics? How are we measuring them? How are we looking at them then after we measure them and adjusting and improving them? So that's what about, or for me, is what doing business with purpose is about. So it's just being very purposeful with anything that you're doing in your business. The wild thing about that, though, is you said that, you know, that doesn't really gel with the whole like uh, bigger, bigger value purpose thing. But I think that it does gel. If you do things 
in your business with a purpose, that's going to carry through the... Like, you can't just do one part of your business with a purpose and nothing else with a purpose, right? And yeah. that's going to carry through... You know, one of the biggest problems that we that we speak about, uh, especially when it comes to expansion, is like keeping the work culture the same and making sure that you are able to treat, you know, the next ring of employees, the next ring of employees and so on and so forth, all like the way that you intend it to. And that doesn't happen without that being purposeful. It doesn't ha- happen without you you having a purpose for yourself and you having a purpose for the business as well. So I think, you know, they're they're not as separate as I think we would like to believe. Like if you claim as a business to have, you know, X, Y value, whatever, you don't get there by accident, right? You have to actually Mm. put that, uh, you know, mindfully into whatever you're doing from like A to Z. I love that, Christine. Absolutely. That Good. makes me feel even better about it then. <laughs> Yay. I love that. Well, that actually does bring us to the end of today's conversation. But thank you so much, Sarah, for talking to us about how to start your business. Now, I, I know that you uh, mentioned some uh, 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 toolkit, some sort of resource that our listeners could uh, access. Yeah. So if they go to businessbrains or www.businessbrains.co slash toolkit, they can get a copy of my new biz toolkit. So this is for anyone that's a new or aspiring um, entrepreneur or business owner. Um, Or it's maybe if you're sitting here listening to this going, oh, I'm a business owner, but I'm not loving my business right now. Maybe you need to go back and just reevaluate this as well. So jump over, get a copy of that. It walks through that product matrix that I talked about, which is considering the outcome in different ways that you can deliver that outcome in your business and making sure it works for you. Um, And I also have as a bonus with that, a new biz checklist. So it's a checklist that goes through from start to finish what you need to do to launch a business. So you can literally just go through, tick off jobs, and it just gives you that empowerment that you can, you know, take on this journey and know where to go with it. So, yeah, love over, that. Grab it. Love that so much. That's been uh, Sarah Stowe, host of Launch Your Biz Now and the brains behind Business Brains. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. If you've missed any of today's chat and you want to refresh your brains on where that toolkit is as well, of course, you can re-listen to this whole show. Uh, it's available as a podcast on our app, which is on the Apple App Store and Google Play and also our website, bfm.my. This is BFM 89. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.